Welcome back to another episode of These Are the Voyages. I'm the captain, Captain Chase McKinney, and we are at the end of the road of the first season of Star Trek Prodigy, and joining me on this explosive supernova of an episode, my dear friends, the Deriver and the Decimator, formerly known as Commander Eric and Lieutenant Commander David. What's going on, gents? What's up? <laughs> I do love the Decimator. <laughs> it's a good name, the Decimator. David's going to I, be I know you were, you were workshopping here. that name. All you didn't just come up with that on the spot. Just on the spot, or did no? He? You were workshopping that. Mm-hmm. The world may never know. <laughs> the world may never know. Guys, how you been? been a busy week since last we talked yeah <laughs> we're, we're, busy. In part, we're in that part of the year where you're not sure what day it is right time right. has no meaning <laughs> right have y'all have y'all seen the um I, it, I saw it recently on one of my accounts it was like december 1 through 25 festive full of cheer december 26th through uh, January 1, full of cheese, confused, wondering what day it is. Yeah, I've seen that before. <laughs> That's, I kind of feel that way right now. Like, I mean, I might be full of cheese. I might be full of something else, too. I don't know. Hey, we don't need any more sound effects in this episode, so. No, that's only reserved for the driver, my dude. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I... I went to two Christmases for the first time, you know, in my life, you know, the two separate families I had to go to, right? Um, went to, got some real authentic Mexican pozole, real authentic Mexican tamales, right? Ooh. That was good. Nice. Yeah, it's good. Now I'm just enjoying my last week off before, uh, you know, back to the grind. You're a skateboarder? Going back to the grind? That's right. <laughs> Grinding them rails, bro? Yeah. Can you do a little kick flip for me? Kick flip. <laughs> <laughs> we were playing Trivial Pursuit uh, at, at my brother's on Christmas. No, no. And it was like it was like a version that had a kid's set of questions and an adult set of questions. And <laughs> so like my my niece, my six year old niece, was playing, right? Okay. And the game says eight, eight ages eight and up, but yeah. she was playing with you know her her Gretchen's mother, like they were a team, <laughs> and they were answering like the kids' questions. And one of them was, in which sport do you hear the terms kick, flip, and grind? <laughs> and what you just said just brought that up. <laughs> Oh. I was like, ooh, I know this one. <laughs> Wasn't my question, but I knew that one. Man, man. So that was a trivial pursuit question. Love it. I love it. I won that game, by the way. They're like, Naturally. The dang, driver, how does he derived know all this stuff? I did. Well done. That's right. Very good. Yeah, we got snow. <laughs> so... so Originally, yeah, it was uh, <clears throat> we were gonna have well three separate Christmases, but uh, 
Christmas Eve got uh, got the old snow day, and um, uh, it was not the worst snow I've ever seen, but it was uh, just enough that the old plow crews couldn't figure it out. I mean, this is like one of the first years that, uh, I mean, because we deal with snow. I mean, you, you guys have lived in the north, so you know yeah. what snow is like and how it's dealt with. <clears throat> but boy, oh boy, did we seem to deal with it like a, like a southern state uh, this year. It was Very it was strange. pretty nuts. So everywhere was on a level three, which means, you know, roads are closed. And uh, yeah, we were going to go down to start first Christmas, Christmas Eve. Couldn't make it to that. So uh, Saturday, we're going to do gift exchange with my brother and dad and all that. Um, and then, you know, Christmas Day, woke up, made some biscuits and gravy, took him over mm. to the girlfriend's parents house and we did did that little christmas and then did uh christmas with my mom visited my sister it was a very busy day wow <laughs> and we had we had our little little christmas and so forth here and so yeah it's uh nothing nothing but but christmas 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 it's it's been uh it's been interesting fantastic fantastic yeah we, what'd uh... you guys get for christmas guys <laughs> what, what kind of cool stuff you get Nothing, because I don't accept Christmas gifts. Dadgum, savage. So, well, I'm also uh, I'm not I'm not I'm not a Christian, so I shouldn't be celebrating Christmas. Oh yeah, I've I've had that that argument with many a people, and Eric, as long as Christmas is in your heart, you can celebrate Christmas with all of us. <laughs> From your friends at the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> Signing off. <laughs> Have a good night. Oh my god. Wow. Good. <laughs> you know who remembers? Pepperidge Farm remembers. That was just pretty good, David. Thank you. That was very good. <laughs> wow. I got this pretty cool uh, activity ring thing. Uh, aura activity ring it's pretty like sweet mood, like a mood ring no it, it's it's literally an activity tracker in a ring what oh. yeah it tracks sleep and steps and heart rate and all this stuff just in this in the little ring like your watch Doug, yeah like my ring. watch so i can wear my my nicer watches and still track my activity on my finger <laughs> yeah, it is a pretty cool gift I, i'm I, looking I at the neat. price right now and Oh my! Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, it, it, yeah, it was it, Ashley who got it for me. So I, I got her back. Don't don't worry about it. I mean, I got her back. <laughs> you got her. You got her a ring for crying out loud. Of course you got her back. I got her back extra. <laughs> Show That's off. a separate occasion, Chase. <laughs> <laughs> no, that still counts as one. <laughs> Man, so yeah, like. The, the whole like Christmas weekend thing was just bonkers. <clears throat> so last uh, last Friday we um, we ended up like trying to stay warm because it was still pretty cold like from like that random cold front that decided to come in. Yeah, yeah, it was cold. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was pretty cold. <laughs> pretty cold. I mean, like seriously, like th last Thursday, whenever I dropped the kids off, like I left the house, it was forty. And 30 minutes later, it was 25. 
and then like a little bit later it was like 10 and it had like a wind chill of like minus 11 it was just it was cold yeah. straight up cold anyway so friday we um we like finalized like wrapping some stuff and we also um saw the new avatar the way with water movie it's pretty decent um yeah, it's also it also kind of feels like a rehash of the first movie but that's a different podcast by the way um other than that, um, Saturday was good for Christmas Eve. We uh, we went out to East Texas like we always do uh, for Christmas Eve, had a good time. And then the marathon of Christmas commenced on Sunday. Um, we did the whole, like, Christmas – or, sorry, the, the whole um, cookies and milk for, for Santa and stuff like that, and that was fun. Um, got up early. I tried out a new recipe, by the way. That was fun. Did like a little cinnamon roll, cherry, crock pot kind of thing. More on that later, maybe. I don't know. But um, yeah, we did that. And then we went off to uh, the um, Christmas service at church. And then from there, we went to my in-laws. We were there for a while, did Christmas with my in-laws. And then from my in-laws, we went to my dad's house, did that. And then we finally made it home. And I just started doing dishes and we just started cleaning up because it was like a freaking tornado, like like the Santa Claus tornado came through, like just everything was everywhere, but it was good and we had a good time and yeah, buddy, here we are today. It's been, it's been interesting and stuff. So yeah, it's it, to use an earlier phrase, Christmas can certainly be a grind. So. <laughs> <sighs> That's a true story. Yeah. Yep, it can be. Yeah, that's that's a true story. But hey, now we got New Year's coming up, guys. Got any big New Year's plans? What'd you get for New Year's, David? <laughs> you know, I'm usually asleep by like 10, 30, 11. I can't make it till midnight. <laughs> so late. <laughs> usually like... No, you want to watch doing... the ball drop? Eh, not really. You don't want to watch Ryan Seacrest try and be uh, Dick Clark? Or who was that guy online last year that was like super, or not online, on the broadcast that was like really drunk? I feel like they're, there on that broadcast. same broadcast, there was like one of the hosts. <laughs> That's not surprising. <laughs> I know nothing right now. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, Dick Clark's rocking New Year's Eve with Ryan Seacrest. Can't you just remove the Dick Clark from it? He's been dead for a long time. <laughs> at, the, at this point, it probably should. <laughs> I mean, they finally got rid of, like, what, Regis and Kelly, and they just made it, like, Kelly and Ryan or Kelly and whoever it was, Michael. They were know. still calling it Regis even after he was gone? I don't, I don't know. Regis has been off that show. Like, the Regis and Kathy Lee show has been well, on forever. it was forever. Regis and Kathy Lee, then it was Regis and Kelly. And then it was what Kelly and Michael, and then Kelly and Ryan. That sounds right. Okay. <clears throat> I know, I've never watched that show in my life. Yeah, I don't watch <laughs> enough TV to. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Oh man. Yep. Twenty twenty three is upon us, gang. It's here. It's there. It's everywhere. Depending on when you're listening to this episode, here, of course. Here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. Oh, that was man. a Beatles song. 
this might be like a preemptive like Trek talk, but this has been like 2022 has been a really good year for Trek, like to be a Trekkie, like for real. Yeah, it was. So much content. So Lots much content. content. Yeah. 2021 <laughs> and 2022, big years. Yeah, and now I, we're getting I'd like say... what? We're getting like a like a seven week seven weeks off before Picard, basically. Yeah, there's no not gonna be like a surprise. There was no surprise announcement. I don't know if the Ready Room dropped. I didn't watch the Ready Room. It dropped a surprise announcement or anything. No, they gave us a little clip of like the first episode of of Picard, but that was about it. Okay, that's strange. Like after last year with no break at all, it's like feeling a little weird. Yeah. Yeah, like Paramount Plus. What are you doing, man? Like you want to keep the subs up? Like people are gonna like just let them. Like fall off and nah, there's enough, con- get there's like enough content on Paramount Plus to keep you there. Got the entire NCIS catalog. Got the entire CSI catalog. You got Criminal Minds, the revival. There's there's stuff there. Okay. You got 1923, the, the 1923. second the second Yellowstone spinoff. Has that started yet? Yeah. With Harrison yeah. Ford and Helen Mirren. Yep. Sure did. And so guess I'm who else is in it? That. What? Who else is in it? Our boy from 24. Because you know there's always going to be a 24 reference that shows up in this show. James Badge Dale. Oh. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Good old Chase. Chase Edmonds is in the show. Chase Let's Edmonds. go. <clears throat> anyway. That's all i got to say about that. So, with that, shall we talk, Trek? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, everyone. Well, welcome to the show. We are going into spoilerific territory. Red alarm. As we talk about the season one finale, episode 20 of Star Trek Prodigy. Supernova Part 2. I think the, the name of this episode makes more sense now than it did last week for reasons. Yeah, I mean, did we have to... Re- I know I get, like, at the end of Season 1 Part A, right, we had A Moral Star Parts 1 and 2, but that, that really felt like <clears throat> one episode. Like... And like, no, at the end of like Picard season one, we had in Arcadia Ego parts one and two. That didn't really feel like one episode, like two parts of the same. It felt like two separate episodes. The the Supernova part one and Supernova part two, for me at least, they didn't feel like two parts of the same episode. It just felt like, okay, there was one episode and now here's another episode. And you could have called last week's something else and just called this one Supernova. Yeah. <clears throat> In my opinion. Well, hey, whatever. Well, here we are. We we pick up right where we left off, right? With um, the world coming to an end, more or less. <laughs> it's um, all this annihilation of stuff going on. Can't warp away, can't stop the signal. It's annihilation, that sort of thing. One thing we can do, and that's use the protostar to proto-jump. How many times we, we say proto in the... In well, they actually weren't talking about proto jumping because the proto, they were talking like. But the they only thing still. We 
but still, they get to the point where it's like we we have to destroy the protostar, and like it leads to like this whole like destroying the ship, and eventually we get to this whole like proto jump stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we open up right away with Dal, you know, making a decision here, a command decision. He says, "We got to blow up the ship. We got to like this is causing a signal from here. If we stop this sig- the ship, if we blow up the ship, we stop the signal." And everything's over. And it's like, you know, a few episodes earlier, um, we had, uh, you know, the episode, what, Crossroads? Yeah. Crossroads, where we started that episode with, hey, we're going to land the ship, park it, go to Starfleet without the ship, find some way. And we were like, hey, that's a great decision that we're starting the episode with. And presumably it was Dal who made that decision. We weren't shown that. But now here we are again starting an episode with, like, a really great command decision. Like, this is the only choice we have at this point, and we got to take the ship off the board. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And not even Murph, our indestructible, gelatinous flubber of a security chief, can stop it, can absorb it, can eat it. Yeah, but he, I mean the and they said the distance the distance was way off, right? I don't know what distance they said, but fifty like million. But like the distance from the Earth to Jupiter, which is what they said everything could blow up, is like two point eight billion, right? So like just a little bit off on on the numbers that they <laughs> that they gave there. Yeah, just a little bit. Fifty million, two point eight billion. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. So we do it. We got. We have to. So let's let's put a plan together, gang. Yeah, it's Rock Talk that comes. Our science officer who comes mm-hmm. up with the idea of you know we can blow it up, but we can proto warp at the exact same time, and we can spread out this explosion so it's not localized. Yep. Yeah, as a team, and then then um, zero jumps in. Yes, we can absolutely do that. And it's like, hey, we got our team. Think it's not just Michael Burnham. Hey, this is what we should do, right? And this is what we're gonna do. It's the team. One person has an idea. The other person jumps in and says, yeah, we can do that. And let's do this, this, and this to make sure it works. And then Jankum, the engineer, says, yes, I can make that happen. And it's a team, and we're all working together to come up with this plan and it's beautiful and guys guess what else is is awesome that's happening we're busting out the 3d printer again (laughs) i i want to get to that 3d printer for a little bit of a a gripe that i have but i I did want to just so it's not understated the fact that when we kind of come up with this plan Dow comes forward and says because it has to effectively be triggered manually again of course like it normally has to but (laughs) he does um, uh, volunteer himself to effectively sacrifice his life for his crew and for everyone else and I think just think it's important to point out because you're talking about a character that at the beginning was somewhat selfish, very 
kind of in a way a bit one-dimensional but now has come to understand that there's a lot more out there and that you know providing that sacrifice can save a lot more people and i i think that that's kind of important to, to point out there mm-hmm. ultimately doesn't wind up having to do it but still it's good to see especially out of your in quotations captain yeah so we we put the plan in place right and we start like engineering does its thing science does its thing the hologram hologram Janeway is also um, essentially saying well I could do it right like I could fly the ship but you already gave me command codes so I'll just make a I'll make I'll make a copy of myself and put it on a little thumb drive for you and everything will be peachy keen and a-okay. Everything's not peachy keen and a-okay. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that this like Janeway. You know, they're like Janeway. We can't let you just blow up the ship. You're not just a program anymore. You know, we've we've made memories with you. We've had all these experiences with you, and we you've taught us all these things and you're our friend you're our mentor now we're not just gonna like let you let you kill yourself like you're too important to us yeah and and i really feel that like i hate to keep dogging on discovery (laughs) but like when they say hey we've bonded so much we've become a family okay but like i feel it here Right when when we actually say this and we have this touching moment with Janeway, or hologram Janeway, and she's like, "I don't have to. I don't have to actually, you know, die. I could copy myself over to some chip, and I could come with you. There could be two of us." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you know, she's trying to do that. She's trying to copy herself on there, and we don't see the whole thing, but. We see it's the computer say insufficient storage or insufficient space. And we know that like, she's not going to make it like she is going to sacrifice herself. And it, we actually, actually that's a touching moment again, right. From, you know, a hologram is a person right in this regard. Yeah. So this is just maybe like a tiny little like head scratcher, but we, we do see her trying to upload herself or, or, you know, make a copy of her program, whatever, on, like, the, the chip. But then we fast forward a little bit, and there's this, like, little see you later message, like, hologram, whatever message. But when she's uplo- trying to upload onto the chip, like, Dal, I think, walks up and is like, did it work? When did when did she record the thing? Can someone clue me into that? Like, am I just like oblivious to like when that happened? I'm I, I, I'm I'm not trying to be funny. Like, well, no, no, yeah. When that you're right. Like, when did she have time to record? Because it looks like she's did it work. She's like, yep, and she hands the chip right to Dal. Exactly. Well, could could it be more a <clears throat> sort of like a programming thing? Like, do you actually have to? I don't know. Jump in front of the hollow cam. Is that something a hologram could potentially write, a, like a program or something, and put into a chip? 
I mean, it's possible, I suppose. And it, uh, not not to be a nitpicker or anything, but like, can you just get more chips and like save more of her and then just like plug them all in later? It's like it's like watching the movie <laughs> Titanic on VHS, man. You had two. It's a box set. Let's go. <laughs> like like where's the where where's the five terabyte terabyte hard drive? You know where where's the external? Why why aren't we plugging in more? Sometimes you just need more storage. Just get it. You, you should have more, right? Put it in a compressed folder, man. <laughs> like unzip. with zip, zip file, man. You know, Let's come go. on. I can unzip it later. It's fine. Yeah, data compression, right? <laughs> That's the thing. Just compress that stream. You know, we hear that before. I, 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 I do, I do agree though. It, it, this is the way to like write sympathetic AI though. And it was also with the doctor and Voyager as well. And it's one of the things like, I don't think that discovery did particularly well. Like, why do I care exactly about, you know, this whole living construct aboard their ship? It plays a game. Ooh, <laughs> but, 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 but hologram Janeway here actually has been along the ride the entire time and has not been a backseat character. It is a main character. So, you know, it's the same thing with the doctor, you know, since coming online, they did a really good job of inserting that particular character in the mix and, and making it more of a focal point and, and so forth. So I, I it, it was, it was sad. It was, it was a very sad moment uh, knowing that, you know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't get this piece of, of, you know, their journey, uh, to go forward with. The only thing that I thought is like, you know, maybe she was able to save part of herself and you could like bring up hologram Janeway and it was just like base, base well, yeah. Janeway, you know? Yeah. That's essentially what happened with the doctor in Voyager. Like mm -hmm. early on his program was getting too big and it, it was like starting to break down, but they managed to like put part of it back on like the diagnostic program and he didn't he didn't lose everything but there was some loss there but they were still able to save like a part of the doctor that had grown yeah 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 but i mean i really like this quote that that Togram janeway here she's like there was no way for me to leave over the course of my time with you i've grown literally my program has become too large too rich and complex for some tiny little chip it just wasn't possible to remove me from the computer in time. And then she's like, you may think you need me to get there, but after seeing everything you've accomplished, I have full confidence you'll find your way because together your potential is infinite. Now go boldly. I just think, I think that was great. I, I really, yeah. there are a lot of like great 100%. Janeway quotes in this app, like how, whether it be hologram Janeway or, or Admiral Janeway, like, yeah. Kate Mulgrew like delivered in this episode. Yes, yeah. she did. Yeah, I got chills whenever Hologram Janeway said, "Now go boldly." Now go boldly. Yeah. yeah. That was that was a moment right there. Like that whole speech, but like that was like the chef's kiss right there. Yeah. Um, can but, can I talk about the 3D printer for just a minute? Yes, you can, David. Talk about the 3D printer. Get after it. Okay. Make it so. So. <laughs> We have this artificial construct that with just just a little bit of a hail, it can infect everything, right? What's to stop it? 
from infesting the systems on your little lifeboat here. Hmm. Uh, I know we established apparently transporting in won't do anything, but it, it just it, it didn't make a lot of sense because you are building something technological, albeit crude, because it was said it's like very basic. Like I, I think it was like no navigation or very basic navigation. It's like, oh, I forgot seats. Well, how about seat belts? You know, that sort of line. So it was very crude, but it's still technological. It still has would have to have life support. I would assume some sort of communications array or something like that because you have to communicate. Maybe they didn't get to it. But it was just a little confusing to me that this is going to be the out when we could have totally just three 3D printed my my highway road sign <laughs> idea from episodes ago. <laughs> I don't know. It just confused me a little bit. And I, I, I thought it was kind of like a, a the, the only real gripe I had was was that. Yeah, I, I, I can appreciate that. I, I honestly hadn't thought about that when it was going on, but... I mean, it's a good point. It is a good point, yeah. <laughs> Maybe because it's part of the protostar, it, it's like immune, has some built-in immunity. Diplomatic immunity. Anyway, we get into we get into the ship, and I don't even doesn't even look like this ship has engines because they just like open up the airlock and it like just floats yeah, out. Yeah, that's away. <laughs> no time to build engines. No time mm-hmm. to build seats or seatbelts. No time to build engines. Well, do you th- do you think they put some mashed potatoes and bourbon in there, or because their kids maybe just mashed potatoes and juicy juice? Yeah, I mean. Skipping a little bit forward, they were in that thing for, for a, a month. month. Yeah. A month. <laughs> like, they couldn't even stand up. Like, imagine what it would be like living, like, like, could you imagine living with six people in, like, a closet for a month? <laughs> or six people in a bathtub, a, a, like a big bathtub for a month. Garden tub. Garden tub. <laughs> But what you're failing to understand is time has no meaning here. <laughs> Do you think there was at least a replicator so that they could have their, their mashed potatoes and, you know, dino-shaped chicken nuggets and chocolate milk? I'm so glad I opened this can of worms. <laughs> anyway, they get into the little, the little shuttle and Janeway says, go fast. I love that and moment. She, it boom. was fun. Yeah. And she does it and she flies away and boom, booms, it goes boom. And then Admiral Janeway says they did it or something to that effect. Yep. 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 Which just another little nitpicky thing. Wasn't everybody on the Dauntless supposed to be like getting to, uh, you know, some like, just emergency pods. pods or something like yeah. that, escape pods. Like, well, you know, all the, just captain, the captain and the first officer are the last people to leave, right? There were several people on that bridge. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's like seven minutes into this episode. Yeah, it right? went by like, fast. <laughs> oh my but, like, god! Seven minutes, and we blow up the. What are we doing with the last? Like, 
bit of time 17 minutes or whatever. well that's why i thought something was gonna go wrong like the construct was still on the lifeboat because seriously it was so quick no but i actually like this like ending the actions the action scene because like last week was like it's just an action-packed episode and this week i like the fact that it didn't just continue being actiony the whole time it like okay our action set is done now we move into the character moments and and the wrapping up of the storylines of this whole 20 episode season and then just the brief little setup of next season's storyline i actually like that yeah yeah so <clears throat> they've they're out there they can't really do dink like the our proto our crew like they're they're out there and there's this beautiful like nebula explosion rift thing it was beautiful like absolutely gorgeous that we see and then like we kind of cut to like that next scene right and it's it's um it's Janeway with um like some kind of Vulcan's like science officer um back on earth and just talking about like hey we found something kind of near where the stuff was going down and the explosion caused this interspatial rift rift what you talking about bro and um apparently they the rift um that was generated from like the explosion proto jump thing ended up creating the same wormhole essentially that Chakotay and company traveled to an alternate future where the diviner and everyone is on Solem, where well, this wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff started or didn't and start. And I know David loves this because he mentioned last week, he's like, I think the supernova is going to do some time stuff here and we're going to try to do a reset. And essentially, now we're going to be, we're in a loop, right? Almost. It's like now, now the protostar Chicote is back there in the future and we can restart the whole thing again. But we're going to have to find a way to break our time loop. Yeah, right. So, uh, f- first and foremost, like, again, not to be the nitpick guy. Okay. Not to be the detail guy or anything. But <laughs> isn't it oddly convenient that we just happen to create this the through, yeah, the exact same thing? I mean, we even had a graph. We put the two together. They're exactly the same. Okay. Different colors, but exactly the same. <laughs> In a different part of space. So sp- sp- space. The final frontier. Yeah. These, These are, are the, the voyages. Infinite, infinite space. <clears throat> right. But like, so location holds no sway over this wormhole. Hey, right? Space is a time vacuum, dude. wormhole. I'm just, it, 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 it's a little convenient. It's in the Alpha Quadrant now. Just, I, I don't know. Sometimes we feel like we play a little fast and loose with time and space. And isn't it kind of a problem to just have this wormhole just in the middle of the Alpha Quadrant, <clears throat> conveniently close to Federation space? Like, a um, little convenient. Like, not, is that a problem? Not a problem? We can close it? <laughs> I, 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 I has well I has we can a, at least we can at least 
do we know that it goes two ways though that's the question mm. right you're assuming that matter can travel both ways through a wormhole maybe maybe True. we can't through this one right that's one part and i know our, our i was gonna say our fleet just got decimated but we could put like <laughs> we could put <laughs> ships to patrol it right so what if god just hey we found this we're gonna throw a bomb through it or something I mean, that's like that's how Battlefield Earth ends, right? How they defeat the Cyclos. They send a bomb oh, through the wormhole man. back to the Cyclo homeworld. Spoiler alert if you haven't read Battlefield Earth. So here's, <laughs> but it's been it's been out for forty years. Here's the question that I have. What are the larger implications for this interspatial rift slash supernova that's occurring? also right about the same time that this stuff is also happening in the Picard storyline. Yeah, in like in the um but what? no, that's happening in like the past of the Picard timeline. Right? right. It's happening right around <clears throat> the time of the Romulan relocation. Mhm. It seems like we're getting like supernova happy in, here in Star Trek. <laughs> I mean like Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't this taking place in 2385, which is also like the same time that we're dealing with the Romulan supernova, right? So well, I mean, I mean, the the short the, the short Children of Mars, which is when the, like the um, attack on the the synthetic attack, that's on first contact day, you know, April 5th, 2385, right? So like. The last time we got a star date here in Crossroads was April 8th, 2385. So, like, that's literally almost like the exact same time. That's a lot of explosion going on, guys. That's a lot of explosion right there. Or is it? Are we in a different timeline? Is that what you're trying to say, David? Didn't I I say that, though? Like, with, like, uniforms and comm badges that we're dealing, like, with different timelines that we're about to deal with, like, a Star Trek multiverse, all these frigging uniforms and all this nonsense going on. I don't need every franchise to have a multiverse right now, okay? Star Trek, assemble! <laughs> Bro, did you watch the Santa Clauses on no, Disney Plus? I did not. I did not. There's there a, a Yuleverse. On the Santa Clauses? There's a, there's a multiverse. There's a Yuleverse in the Santa Clauses. <sighs> <laughs> Eric just braced himself against a wall I hearing know, that news. Like, I can't deal with this right <laughs> now, guys. I just can't it, do it. it. It's it's a bigger discussion, though, but we've discussed it before. There are no original ideas. Yeah. But it, it does seem oddly convenient because eventually when we get through here and we start our <clears throat> oddly aggressive tribunal <laughs> you know we we learn that Dal is he's accepted now he's an augment but he's cool with us man so would that have I mean would that have been acceptable I don't know it, it does seem like our timelines aren't necessarily crossing very but hey you know what Picard might be able to go back in time and stop everything altogether. Yeah. Can we not? Can we stop? Can we, just, can we not? 
no, like, okay, let's get, let's, let's keep going here. I'm, I'm, I'm moving past the timeline thing, right? We found them, right? A month later, we finally found them. Chase showed me a really cool blink and you miss it. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this is, this is good. Okay, hold on. This, 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 this is good. Um, I don't know why he just showed me. He didn't show David as well. Well, because I didn't know. <laughs> this is our secret side conversation. Yes, because that David's not a part of. <laughs> yes, because I don't know when David watches the episode, and I don't want to be the guy that spoils the stuff. You know, what I'm saying? usually later at night. So, so okay. see, there we go. Okay. So that that is that is why. By the way, I watched this episode at two a.m. because I couldn't sleep and I was awake. I was like, oh, it's probably on. Okay. Yep, there it is. So, David, and to our dear listeners out there, um, there is um, there's a blink and you miss it kind of moment. And um, it's whenever, a month later, right, where our protostar gang crash land in the San Francisco Bay. And you see some things, like you see whales, you know, from Voyage Home, the whale movie. And um, you also see some shuttlecraft. And um, that shuttlecraft, my dudes, if you look at it, see if I can do this. I don't know how well you can see that. NCC seven four six five six A. Eric, what's that registry number of? Seven four six five six. USS Voyager. That is the USS Voyager A, my dudes. A. We have the USS Voyager A in play. It's got some shuttle. Come on, you cowards! Show us the real ship. I mean, I mean, is that the ship like? Skipping to the end, right? We're going to get on some ship. We're not getting on the new Protostar, but there's a, like a hangar opening in the new ship. Is that going to be the Voyager A? Mm. It's right. I mean, look, look. That would be cool. Janeway back in charge of the Voyager. I'm for it. <laughs> yeah. That's something right there. Anyway, we're in front of this tribunal. And can we stop with the, they stole the Federation ship? I mean, they did not steal a Federation ship. Like, no, in, they did not. Like, the, in the Expanse, the Martians keep saying, James Holden, you stole our, you stole our spaceship. And the, the, he's like, legitimate salvage. Like, and we didn't steal it. It's legitimate salvage. And the Martians are like, give us our ship back that you stole, James Holden. He's like, I didn't steal it. Legitimate salvage. <laughs> and him like the same thing. It's like they did not steal the protostar. It was crash landed, buried on a planet, and they found it. That's legitimate salvage. And their whole point was we want to give it back. Like <laughs> they were like, we want to go back to the Federation and give you your shit back. But we couldn't because we found out there was this living construct on here. Like so, clearly cut us some slack here. Yep. And that's the, where Admiral Janeway steps in and was like, "Yeah, cut these people some slack. You know, they're the heroes that saved that just saved us." 
the the tone of the tribunal i just felt was a little odd um but we always have to have this this you know accusatory serious tribunal where they're always going against you and you you're on like the edge of a pin are we gonna be okay you know and i I thought it was really cool you know janeway in her whole dictation of, of her defense uh for these for these kids i thought that was really neat but it just sort of seemed odd that they were so oddly hostile true but you know an impassioned Janeway you know she's up there and she's like oh the augment whose name you conveniently forget yeah like his name is Dal RL like and she's like is he genetically engineered yes was he enhanced in every way no look at him of course not (laughs) (laughs) but his heart is bigger than any in this room I should know and then, and then she follows it up. She's like, the Federation is made up of over 150 member species. Dal's DNA includes 26 of those. So I ask you, is there a better living embodiment of what our alliance represents? Mm. Like, Janeway is crushing it. Jankum's like, you get him. <laughs> <laughs> Go get him, Janeway. Everyone Jankum. watching the show is thinking that right there. <laughs> I know, but Jankum is our voice. Yeah. Go get him, Janeway. Get him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then like we'll take it under advisement. Yeah, and by the way, like, um, I thought there was only one fleet admiral in Starfleet. I thought there are there were two, there were two sitting next to each other. There were two five pip admirals sitting right next to each other. Yeah, usually there's only one fleet admiral. Yep. That's a little problematic for me, just a little bit. It's fine though. I mean, they can make it work. Two of them. Maybe yeah. It's like... I was just like gonna say, is that meant to be more towards the sort of expansion, like where you're having like multiple large fleets? Well, I mean, like you're spo- only have, supposed to have like one through four for like your admiral ranks, and like just one five. I mean, that would make sense. I'm just yeah throwing it out there. Anyway, it's fine. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, keep going. Yeah. So we uh, we have like all these like abrupt cuts like for like where commercials are supposed to go. By the way, <laughs> very abrupt. Um, and we um, end up um, in this hallway. And um, look, I'm sorry for like all like <clears throat> a season's worth of like Star Wars like parallels, but I swear like this was like Anakin going to greet. Um, Robo Padme in in um, Phantom Menace and Coruscant, like just like the hallway looked like that kind of little vibe to me, or like I'm going to the Jedi Temple to be t- be tested. I don't know if I'll ever see you again, kind of thing. I will train the boy <clears throat> with or without your blessing. Anyway, so we're all waiting on the verdict, and um, all charges have been dropped, and there was much rejoicing. Yay! It's like. They've let me train, take on the, they, they're not letting you into the academy because you're not, she said, you're not from member worlds. You're not, you're not Federation citizens. Like, hold on, back the truck up. 
Jankum is a Tellerite. Founding <laughs> member. He is a founding member. Like he, if anyone should be able to like get in, it would be him. The Brick are, I'm pretty sure, are already Federation members because. Oh, are they? Yeah, like <clears throat> I'm pretty sure they're already Federation members, but of course, like Dal's. No, no not I, I really. like I like this rationale. Janeway said it wouldn't be fair to put you in over all of the other applicants, right, who have gone through the whole process. And I think that, I, I like that, I think that's like actually a really good point here. So yeah, I know you've got some experience <clears throat> out in space and with the ship, but you haven't been here in the Federation, you haven't gone through the process, you don't get to just jump the line. Yep. Yeah, but can I just be that guy just for another second? Does it have like, to do with uh, the three third time? <clears throat> no, not this time. Okay, but, uh, go we'll for get it. Back to that. Um, okay, so so yeah, I mean, good point. We're we're not fast tracking you. We're gonna bring you in as warrant officers. So, question one: <clears throat> What education does a warrant officer go through? Uh, actually, like if you're talking about like our kind of military system, all you need is a high school diploma. Yeah, well, I mean, you get I, some, you get some, you do get some training. You do, but military training. Yeah, I'm just talking about like in this, in this particular, in, in this particular universe here. Well, so, we so know, we know, Star Trek, Starfleet has an enlisted program, right? <clears throat> we know O'Brien went through it. Where there was that in the episode, the drumhead. There was that the guy who was accused. He was like, I didn't want to go to the academy because four years of sitting in class. I just wanted to be out here, so I went into the enlisted. The enlisted program right so we know that there's some other kind of training other than the academy yeah it, yeah that that's what i that's what i needed here i, I appreciate that because I, I don't remember that stuff all that well <laughs> but just throwing it out there for the advancement of the show makes a lot of sense to take them along right because they're your main characters. Effectively, you're making Lower Decks Prodigy <laughs> or Prodigy Lower Decks. But just from a development standpoint, would not it make more sense to put them in line for the Academy to prove that they should be out there? You take your turn. You don't jump ahead, but you take your turn in line, and you wait, and you do it like everyone else. And then we get Star Trek Prodigy, the Academy years. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do for the show. I think obviously this is the right thing for the show, but I, I'm just saying, like, just from like, kind of like an inquisition's <clears throat> lesson standpoint, because effectively they are jumping the line. No matter no, no matter how it is, rank or not, you're still jumping the line. You're going to be with Janeway on her, her ship, whatever that ship might be. You're clearly going to go on a big adventure. You, there, he's he's doing Janeway is doing here what Picard did with Leslie Crusher. Essentially, Wesley was already on the Enterprise. It's like a little kid. <laughs> No, I, I get it. Like, I, I, I'm i not, like, nitpicking for real. I'm just, you know, sometimes I, I think about, you know, with children's shows or shows aimed at children, 
maybe the lesson is not convenient. Maybe the lesson is not what would be on the whole technically right. Maybe the lesson is hard, but you still have the lesson that you can't just jump ahead of everyone else. You, you, you have to, you know, you kind of go, you stay the course, you, you stay on the path, you learn, and then you make your way out there based upon your merit. I don't know. It might be overthinking it. It just, I just, it just popped in my head when I, when we were going through that whole thing. So, have we seen, <clears throat> have we seen actual warrant officer like insignia? Because mm. like when I went when I went looking like on memory alpha and beta and Charlie, for like I'm just trying to find some kind of insignia. Like I went. Wait, there's a memory Charlie. Yes, there is. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, but I knew the Alpha and deep, Beta. Deep cut. Yep. <clears throat> the hell's memory Charlie? It's like super, it's like, anyway, just, anyway. But, so I did find some stuff. And, like, it looks kind of cool, like, if it's an actual thing. But what they do, like, apparently for, like, the warrant officer insignia, like, for your initial warrant officer, um, it's just the black pip. That you know that you you would use for like the, like the intermediary kind of ranks, like your your JG, your lieutenant commander, stuff like that. And then it adds like these, um, um, like these like chevrons, like these arrows, like on either side of it, and like in like it kind of like brackets out is kind of like what I'm understanding, and like just the stuff that I'm seeing, so. You know, the thing that we got, um, obviously, like, with NextGen was, like, a new way to look at the rank system, like, with the pips, right? And then Voyager did a little something different, like, with those provisional ranks that we saw with the Maquis, like, with those little oval things. So, it would be interesting, and if, if someone's listening to this and they know of an episode or a whatever where we actually see Warrant Officer rank, please tell me. But... I'm kind of hoping, in a way, that Prodigy does to the rank system what, like, Voyager and TNG did, respectively, in terms of, like, re, like you know, reinvigorating it, I guess, or just, you know, putting a spin on it or something, right? I don't know. <clears throat> I, I, think, I think it'd be cool to see, personally. Um, but, yeah, they're warrant officers, which means they're above the enlisted folks, but they're below the commissioned folks. And the thing about warrant officers is warrant officers are considered technical experts in a particular field. So what are the experts? Like, what, what's the expertise that these folks bring? That um, I think there's a lot. Like, Jankum seems to be an expert engineer. Right? He even says it in this episode. I'm no normal engineer. <laughs> Rock talk. How much time did Rock Talk have to study science and math? Like a long time, right? <laughs> Zero, right? Zero. He's got some knowledge. He's got all of the Medusa knowledge, right? From their hive mind. <laughs> There's some knowledge there. Okay. All right. All right. Well, everyone's gonna be a warrant officer now, except for Gwendala. Yeah. There's. Well, Janeway comes out and says they've let me take five of you. As these warrant officers and Rock Talk's like, five? 
but there's six of us. And we all are supposed to immediately think it's Dal, right? Dal didn't get in because he's the Augment, right? But then, no, it's not Dal. And Gwyn knows it's her, right? I'm I'm the one left out because, you know, I'm the Vaunicut. I'm the enemy here, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, I can go and make things right. I, mean, I think Solom is still out there right now. Right, I can go. I can go there, and I can have proof, and of what happened, and I can try and change their minds. I can try to save, save my planet. Or is this how it begins? Well, and then Janeway's like, "We'll give you all the resources to help you get there." <clears throat> so, okay, question. I feel like I'm channeling David on this one. Um. So they say like, she can't be in it because first contact hasn't happened with um, with them yet. Um, okay, hold on. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Janeway, I mean, Chakotay is already... Guys, they just met her at a friggin' tribunal. <laughs> yeah, but also Chakotay is being held prisoner on that planet. Like, they've, we have that signal. We know that they have made first contact. They've bet her. Right? They know about Solom and the Vaunacot. But, like I said, Chakotay is there. They have the signal from Chakotay. He is he is on the planet. First contact has been made. Whether it was <laughs> Chakotay or it was the Tribunal, it was Janeway, it was Neelix. I don't care. Freaking Vaunacot have been met in the alternate future and the current present. Let's go. Yes. We, we've we've done the first contact thing. I don't know what the big hang-up is. Well, it's there. You're right. That's all We're I got to say about that. Anyway. Uh, all I'm saying is, so, so Murph's also a warrant officer? That's right. Uh, he's, an ex, right. he's a technical ec- expert in Murfu and Kirkfu. <clears throat> hmm. Okay. Don't you forget it either. Anyway, so we get, anyway. we gotta we gotta have we gotta we gotta start saying our goodbyes, but not before we have a sweet little montage of of um, how we're we're changing costumes and preparing for the next stage as ward officers. And um, as Zero gets a sweet new. That's new, new shiny, shiny white mech suit. Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> and then we have a moment with Dal and Gwyn. Mm-hmm. Which I was waiting to hear what the driver was going to say about this. I, I mean, I've made it known that I, I don't think they should go down the romance angle yeah. between the two of them. Like, I think the just the friend would be the better story, but it doesn't surprise me that they went this way. I'm not like gonna sit here and <laughs> over it. So it's fine. Whatever. They have a touching moment. Don't don't tell me this is goodbye, right? Yep. You know, I promise me we'll see each other again at some moment. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's fine. Yeah. 
one one thing I just want to point out since we're you know they're going to their different stations you know and Rock Talk goes to like Science Land and um, anyway it's like hey have you ever thought about being a a xenobiologist what's that <laughs> it means you're pretty good at studying and learning about other alien species cool <clears throat> so something caught my attention while I was watching this I had to go back and like watch it a few times this particular part so I'm going to share my screen one more again Here we go. Okay. So, in this, we have, you know, Rock Talk going into Science Land. And I want you to pay attention to this right here. Right here. Okay? We have a, a science officer talking, or a cadet or someone talking to another sciencey person. Like two blue uniform folks. You ready for this? Two blues. Yep. They got the blues. <clears throat> so... Rock Talk goes to their station, right? We have more those same blue folks, right? Right? Yes. It's not not a trick question, I promise. And then, you ready for this? Look at that. Look at that. We have an Enderprisian right there. Yes, we do, don't we? When did an Enderprisian join Starfleet? Anyway. That's a good question. When did an Enderprisian join Starfleet? In fact, how did they get all the way to Earth? Anyway. That's a good question. So, I think uh, one fun little... So I actually tweeted that out to um, Brothers Hageman and the Trek Writers Room. I didn't get a response, but um, one person, uh, if I can find it real quick on the fly, um, pointed something out that I guess I wasn't aware of, but someone was like, hey, is that um, uh, Dr. Aaron? Um who was basically like the the science advisor for Prodigy. Um, so like I think that's that's what she, like think that's like who she is right there. Like she was made into a um, a Star Trek character. So anyway, yeah. How about that, huh? Endoprisian, blue, 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 green. Okay, that's all I got. Hope you enjoyed that. So I'm good for it. Just right. random screen grabs. You're welcome. You know, what else happens in this episode? If we clean it up here, uh, there's the unveil of a new protostar class ship, right? That the ship you had was a prototype. Here's another one. An um, approved line. But that's not the. Sh- what? It's now an approved line. It's now. It's no longer an NX. It's a new class altogether. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yep. And then that's not the ship we're taking, though. We're gonna go over here on this one and the bay doors start opening and we see a ship but we don't know exactly what it is we're not given the full glimpse of it yep I got something bigger for us 
and then like Dal looks up at the stars and then joins Janeway and, and company to walk off to like whatever the bigger thing is and we have this beautiful pan up from like where they were standing up into the stars and it was just gorgeous like I think I took so many screen grabs from this episode just because like the shots were beautiful like the animation was gorgeous so just beautiful and then it it ends like we get like a little beat of where no man has gone before like put together with the prodigy theme and a little bit of the Janeway theme too and it was just gorgeous just just a great end and that's it yeah mm-hmm. no mid mid credits or post credit scene that I was aware of nothing and that's it that's it that's for it. the first season of Prodigy it's been a long road I'm getting from there getting to here from there to here that's right <laughs> that's right <laughs> very very satisfying ending to me I know we're not to our to our overall um, thoughts, but I think you know this season, all twenty episodes has been wrapped up very nicely, right? All the plot, all the plot lines have ended. There's no dangly, there's no cliffhanger. Like I'm over the cliffhanger. Let's just end it, right? And let's okay, our story's over. We've got a little plot thread set up for the next season, and let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go fast. I mean, it's not going to be fast. It's going to be almost a year, probably. Yeah, and season two has been ordered, and it's also going to be another 20-episode season. Okay. Nice. Split into two pieces. Who knows? Let's not do that again. (laughs) I mean, part of me thinks it is just because, like, they're in this, like, pattern of doing 10-episode seasons across all the shows. But part of me kind of hopes that we just get, like, 20 straight weeks of this. Like, I know that would kind of that's going to be rough for us. But I would rather have like one coherent story, right? Just across the twenty episodes, than to like split it up, you know, and put like a year in between. Like, I mean, if you're gonna do that, like, just you know, maybe you take like a month or two off, like, that's fine. But like, not a year, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, any other any other thoughts before we go into like? evaluating this stuff I don't think so I don't think so okay well guys um, and everyone listening let's get into the Delta uh, and our Delta ratings and how well the different divisions of Starfleet service were represented in this season one finale of Star Trek Prodigy looking at uh, command science and operations I don't know if I really want to give it much discussion I'm good with all three of them in this episode. I'm just going to call it that. I'm just going to leave it at that. Who wants to go next? Wow. Okay, <laughs> giving it all three. I think I think command <laughs> command is a no-brainer, right? Mm-hmm. I think every everyone makes really good decisions in this episode from from Dow deciding to blow up the proto star to Janeway, you know, um hologram Janeway making a good command decision and then Admiral Janeway you know getting up there and being the voice of reason in the room and uh, in front of this tribunal and basically setting them straight I'm, I'm perfectly happy with that right <clears throat> science like coming up with the idea 
of to blow up the proto star but to proto warp at exactly the right time and and you know spreading out the spreading out the blast like i'm good there uh <clears throat> you know engineering right we had to we had to actually you know set up you know we've got the idea from science but now engineering's got to go put it in place right i'm i'm perfectly happy with all three as well decimator <clears throat> yeah i mean I, I i would agree obviously command is well represented here anytime you're ready to sacrifice yourself for the betterment of others that's that's a pretty heavy decision especially for younger people to make so um yeah i mean coming up with a solution or a problem proto jump all that good stuff super sciencey making things work and creating a, a life raft that will effectively sustain you for a month off of a 3d printer uh without bucket seats um <laughs> it's, it's operationally relevant <clears throat> you could also just make uh just to elongate things uh you, you could also talk about operations in the form of procedure for our little tribunal too and you know they they, they followed it and they acquitted our our uh, friends here and you know you know they did the right thing <laughs> well well said so well said full, full spread full spread indeed all right let's get on with the uh the numerical rating scale of one to ten one being a dumpster fire ten being amazing commander eric how are you writing this sucker man well i you know i really enjoyed this episode i thought it was for me by far and away the best episode of this season i thought it tied up everything incredibly well it brought it brought all of our storylines together <clears throat> i really like the fact that it got the action part out of the way early to let us get to all of the character moments that we really needed to and everybody got there i mean i feel like maybe you could say like maybe like zero and rock talk and murph got a little like pushed to the back burner in character moments but they got their moments in like coming up with the plan to blow up the proto star right um so i'm okay with that everybody got their time um you know we we finished it very very well i think janeway here's the real star of this episode admiral janeway hologram janeway both just delivered kate mulgrew fantastic in everything she did i think i think there's big lessons to be learned here with with you know hey janeway you can't just die you're our friend you might not be a, li a living person but you're you're real to us and you're important to us and we don't just want to let you go right but then there's there's like two different points of sacrifice here where dal as the captain offers to sacrifice himself but then janeway hologram janeway makes the decision to sacrifice herself and she has a really poignant moment about telling the kids who have grown up a lot like hey i've seen you grown up and you don't need me anymore you're gonna be okay on yourself and I believe that to you. And then go bold. You're ready to go boldly. That's just a great moment. Um, when Admiral Janeway stands up there and says, like, 
<clears throat> these people you might call them criminals but they're the i believe they're the embodiment of what starfleet's all about it's just really great moment and like hey he's an augment big deal he's an augment so what like he represents what starfleet's all about and if we claim to be accepting we should let him in and then you know then Gwyn like hey i can go back to my home and i can try and stop this from happening like whether you like the time the time loop the time situation <clears throat> i think that's a really a really good story of like one of solom's own about us a daughter of solom of vaunacott we can do anything for we are vaunacott going home with evidence and to try to change their mind and 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 make things right in a sense um i think that's a good lesson there and man did i enjoy this episode i i really did i'm really looking forward to next season you know there was some down moments in the middle of here you know i think we've all seen that but i think we really delivered on the end i'm really happy and <clears throat> Now here's the number, right? <laughs> this, is what, this is what you're waiting for is the number. Uh, I'm going to go with a 9.2. I really like this episode. I thought it was really good. And I think I think this show is delivered on its two season finales. Okay, maybe they're not both season finales technically, but I think A Moral Star and this episode both really delivered on, on the ending of, of the stories. All right. Eric, bringing it into a 9.2. All right, Decimator, what are you thinking, bud? So I, I know that I've talked a little bit about, you know, stringing together story arcs and, you know, the, the payoff needs to be good enough to sort of justify walking through some of these steps and there were some really low episodes in the second half of, of season one or however we're whatever we're calling this hard to tell um but i would say that you know in this case the payoff was absolutely kind of worth the journey um it was a very good episode it did however feel extremely short and that kind of precludes it from being like crazy high because it became a it became a wrap-up it was a very neat wrap-up but it was it just felt so short i remember getting to the end of the episode i was like what's next oh it's been 20 minutes it's over so in a way i was almost slightly disappointed in it being just feeling feeling so darn short um, with that said, you are ending on a tremendous growth spot for Dal, <clears throat> who is ready to sacrifice everything for his crew, for people he's never met in this quadrant. He has grown from a selfish individual trapped on a prison planet to somebody who is you know, exuding all of the, the, uh, the tenants of Starfleet. He's, he's literally 
the best part of of Starfleet in in these sort of moments. Um, the ending of Hologram Janeway, which I mean, to be honest, if we're thinking that that's the real end of Hologram Janeway, I I would probably bet that that's not the case. <laughs> but we'll see. But that whole ending point was um, was very very well done <clears throat> to make to make an audience feel for something. I mean, it's, it's always a debate real versus not real, but a collection of particles put together in a form, um, is, is pretty remarkable. And I, and they did a really great job. Um, you know, and, and I, and I think even the, the rest of our, of our crew is, has really, you know, grown up a lot as well and, and formed a bit more into place, which is, which is very satisfying. Um, and they've all kind of found their place in Starfleet at this point, uh, you know, even despite Gwen kind of going potentially back to her, her planet, um, whatever that might turn out to be. So it's a very good episode. It's a pretty fantastic bookend to this whole sort of journey we've, we've been on and, um, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. I just, I kind of wish it was a bit longer. Um, and even with some of the nitpicks that kind of brought up during the, the walkthrough of the episode, they're small, but you know, some, sometimes the, the, the detail is, is kind of what sticks. Um, so, Oh boy. Number rating though. It is pretty hard. I think I'm just going to stick with what I sort of walked in with. And I am going to put it at a 9.1. All right. So we have a 9.2 from Eric and a 9.1 from David. All right. So this episode gets a three from me because Captain's prerogative, right? We all know I'm not giving this thing a three. Come on now. Uh... All right, so <clears throat> seeing everyone, um, seeing everyone talk like a team, um, you know, understanding the needs and characteristics of the group, knowing and understanding, knowing and using the resources of the group, that sort of stuff, like, uh, was ever present. Um, throughout this episode, um, especially like on the bridge of the protostar, when we're trying to figure out how we're going to stop the the living construct from continuing to ruin all of our lives and all of our ships. Um, seeing Janeway, just seeing Kate Mulgrew get to shine with her two roles um, in this episode was just fantastic, and um, I agree with I agree with y'all like with. <clears throat> the bookends of of this where we started out as strangers as prisoners one is like a pseudo warden guard on Tars Lamora to now being warrant warrant officers with Starfleet um, and an ambassador to your own people essentially is pretty cool with a growth track um I I 
adored this episode. And I'm really excited for where it's going to take us um, in, this, in the second season. Um, only thing I'm a little concerned about is like any kind of like paradox stuff that we're going to be dealing with by going into an alternate future, but having Gwen go to the current present with Solom and how that might or might not mess with like them, like the Voyager A crew getting to Solom in the alternate future. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I really think that we got to, we really got to see like a good mixture of nostalgia with just new stuff too. Even if there was like some re, like some adopted rehash stuff from like other things. Um, I thought it was a strong episode. Um, I do wish it was longer. Um, and like, like David said, and I just wish that the the parts where like the commercial breaks are going to be eventually used for a broadcast weren't as abrupt for crying out loud. They were pretty abrupt. Like great speech by Janeway. Break commercial time. Um, I came in here with a number, and I, I don't know if I want to leave with it or not. I'm scared to leave with it. You know what? No, I won't. Ah, numbers. Why are no, why this arbitrary number? Why is it so hard, gang? Well, first of all, Chase, it's not arbitrary. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you have like a like like a matrix, like a like a score sheet that you use to tally up your points? No, but like your ranking is not arbitrary. Oh. Okay. I will slightly deviate from the number I was going to give. Okay, so great episode. I'm hopeful for the, for the future and what our crew does. And I'm going to be the guy 9.8. Ooh. <laughs> I'm the guy. You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so that's like that's the same rating you gave to children of the comet pretty good right <laughs> I mean I mean that's higher than you gave time amok I know that's why I was debating I feel like you should have debated harder <laughs> <laughs> hey he can rate things. I do what I want, sucker. Do what I want. <laughs> We're gonna mash up. All right. So, nine point two from Eric, nine one from David, and nine point eight from myself, which gives this episode an overall rating, overall average rating of nine point three six, or just a nine point four, basically. So. Whew. I don't want to do the math right now. We'll have to do the math. We'll do what's it? What do you say? Inside baseball, later on, like with the whole like season or the series average or whatever later on. Unless you're doing it right now, 
driver. No, we'll do, we'll do it later. We're going to do inside baseball later? Okay, cool. Yeah, you can do it later. Cool, 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 cool. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So, yeah, Supernova <laughs> definitely is our highest rated episode. Um, is that in general? Is that, like, period? Yeah, it, it, uh, if you look at the overall ratings, yeah. that's the highest rated we've given this, this year so far. Just better than Reflections. It knocked Reflections out of the top spot. Reflections was a good episode, Lower Decks. Yeah, it was. That was a good episode. All right, fellas. Wow. We're at the end. Guys, we don't have any Trek to review until February 2023. February. What? Yeah, it what? seems strange. What is this? I don't, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> Guys. February. Like, yeah. February. Picard, the final season. But that, that looks like it's going to be epic. I'm looking forward to that. I hope it is. I Star mean, the, the, trail, the trailer was pretty awesome. Let's, let's be honest here. Mm-hmm. The trailer was pretty mm-hmm. awesome. It had a lot going on. Boy, didn't it. <sighs> David doesn't look all that happy. It's fine. Anyway, eh. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, season two, we thought season two was going to hit the mark for Picard. We'll talk about that. We talked about that. We don't need to talk about that right now. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, the thing that would be wild is if, like, Discovery Season 5, like, dropped next week and is like, oh, by the way, it's dropping. It's here. By the way. Oh, by the way, Discovery's here. Oh, because we could fit in, you know. But it's only going to be 10 episodes, That's right. right? That's right. They're, they're dropping the episode order down to 10. So we could fit five episodes in, take a break, do all 10 episodes of Picard, and then come back with another five, split that here's, up. Here's another plan. <laughs> Here's another plan we could follow. We could watch like one episode and then figure out Discovery is still garbage, not review any other ones, do Picard. After Picard, we do a Picard retrospective a little later. And then we we say to ourselves, hey, should we go back and watch Discovery? And we're like, nah. Hey, but the description of Discovery season five sounds just like every other season. We're on an epic quest to find something that's going to destroy the galaxy. And only the Discovery can step in. To be fair. I, I don't want to talk about this right now. Can we not? <laughs> we just had a great episode. We're, we're riding high. We're all excited. Can we not bring the mood down? Can we not do that? Okay. I will say this, though. <laughs> that they did, that Michelle Paradise and all of them did say that they are purposefully moving away from the galaxy ending plot that's been present for like the last four seasons. Except the, for the fact that the plot description sounds exactly like galaxy it's, ending threat. It's whatever. <laughs> Eric. Eric, Eric, Eric. Yes. Whenever it's time to, to do that, we will do that. We'll talk about the Picards with the, the lower decks, the strangeness of the new worlds. But until then, we have to wait. But to satiate any kind of inquiry and whatever that you might have, it's time for the most important part of the show, my dude. 
Twitter poll. The Twitter poll. All right, so this one was fun. I, <clears throat> I, I was not expecting the turnout to be what it was, actually, um, which is kind of crazy. So I asked um, this question. I got like a heck of a turnout. I got almost 100 votes on this. Um, it was this. Which would you choose if you could have any Star Trek Voyager character in Season 2 of Star Trek Prodigy? So which character from Voyager would you choose to be in, in Prodigy of these four choices, okay? Choices were the Doctor, Kess, Neelix, Harry Kim. Neelix is my name. Read me the choices again. If you could choose any of these Voyager characters to be in season two of Prodigy, who would it be? The Doctor, Kess, Neelix, Harry Kim. I feel like Neelix would fit in with this crew. <laughs> I mean, let's be uh, real, right? Well, like, let's just throw out the obvious. No one chose Kess. Kess's last place was 0% of the vote. I'm, I'm pretty certain of that. Okay. Um, Kess is 0% of the vote. You heard it here, folks. I, that's 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 my my educated guess. And he is educated, um, gang. He is very educated. <laughs> I mean, people love the Doctor. He's arguably the best character on Voyager throughout its run. I'm not sure how he would fit in. Here, do they need, I mean, like, do they need a medical officer, right? Could he be, could he be coming along as the medical officer on this new ship with Jane Voyager A? Um, which I hope is the Voyager A. That would be pretty awesome. Uh, what would Harry Kim do? Still, he, he, he might like, be a Lieutenant JG. like a Lieutenant Commander by no, he's now. He's probably a Lieutenant JG by now. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's he doing? Uh, Hey, he was Captain Harry Kim in in Endgame, in the future Endgame. So he got promoted. It took him like 20 years, probably. Um, <laughs> uh, shoot. I'm going to go with the Doctor. Although I think Neelix would be fun to see. Okay. See Ethan Phillips back. But I'm going to go with the Doctor. David the Decimator. What are you voting, bud? I don't want to see Neelix. Zero <laughs> percent of the vote. With two percent of the vote, Cass. Just a slightly above Neelix. Um, yeah, I mean the the Doctor obviously was a great character. I don't necessarily think that. I don't see him fitting in. Uh, f from my viewpoint, I think Harry Kim is probably, for me, the the logical choice, because you could place him. I feel like you could place them easier on the on if we're going Voyager A. It would make sense to bring him back. In what capacity, I don't know, but uh, I, I would go with with Harry. Okay. We got a lot of uh, interaction in the comments <clears throat> with this, uh, which was which was fun. So uh, we had um, who was it? At Karen Chu said personally, I'm. Um, expecting Captain Tuvok or possibly Kim. 
I said, Captain Tuvok would be fun, but here he may only be a Lieutenant JG if his promotion track record is consistent with Star Trek Voyager. Um, <clears throat> let's see, we had Craig, uh, at Craig M1701. Who better than Neelix to offer support to a group of kids? To which I replied, that and some sweet dance moves with Neelix dancing. Um, and then, let's see, at Trek Ranked said, wouldn't mind Kess if it meant Jennifer Lynn was healthy and got the help she needed. Um, let's see, at Shadow N8V, native, I guess, said, give Harry a promotion. So I decided to give Harry a promotion and shared a picture of Captain Harry Kim. Um, let's see, Heather, who we've heard from before, at Chameleon, with a lot of sevens and a one, said, uh, Kesh should not be in this poll, honestly, because it's unrealistic for her to be there given the short a comp and lifespan of nine years. She's probably already passed on by the time of Prodigy because she was already elderly in the Star Trek Voyager's uh, episode of Fury. So, I mean, that's true. But I'm like, cap a captain can dream, right? Um, and we had some two, we had a lot of two Vox. We had a lot of doctors. Will always be the doctor for me. Uh, pick the doctor. Only if Harry is still an ensign, someone commented. <laughs> um, so, with that, let's go to the results. Lot, lots of lots of fun with this poll. So, you ready for this? Remember, the driver said 0% last place for Kess. I think, what, the decimator said, what, 2% for Kess and 0% for Neelix? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Just yeah. in my own personal head. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Let's go Got to it. the real poll and get the real results because this is a scientific inquiry right here. Coming in in last place, last place with 5.2% of the vote, Kess, not 0%. Let's look at the last place correctly. That's, that's, that's okay. <laughs> All right. Coming in in third place. With 10.3% of the vote. Neelix. Neelix. So we're down to the Doctor and Harry Kim. Ooh. All right. <clears throat> Coming in in second place, our runner-up. With 30.9% of the vote. Harry Forever Ensign Kim which means that our winner with 53.6% of the vote is the doctor. Wow. Wow. That's it. That's all I got. That's all I got. 97 votes. I got one of these right. I was on, I haven't been doing very well on these lately, but I got this one right. You need to go to your Borg alcove and you need to connect to the hive mind of Twitter. And you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Okay. You'll be fine. Yep. Fellas, I guess I'll talk to y'all in February. Is that what we're doing? Correct. I mean, I mean, I hope it's not that long. It might be. Who knows? Ooh. I mean, I already... <laughs> I hope it's not that long. <laughs> I want to talk to you. Please talk to me. I want to talk to you too. It's fine. It's fine. All right. Well, gang, we don't. I mean, Chase. I'm hoping to see you in like two weeks. Talk to you in like see you, see you in like two yeah, weeks. Yeah, that's that's a thing too. It's a thing too. 
David, I hope you come too. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <clears throat> I think David's actually a part of the group that meets, and I'm not. Huh? Isn't David actually part of the group? I mean, you're part of the group too. I'm not like officially. No, part you're on of the, the wall. Group, you're in I? the group. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm not like a part of like the group, though. I feel like we're having like a multi-layered conversation right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the show, gang. Uh, we will be back for more um, uh, Star Trek, sh- uh, new Star Trek episode reviews when Picard comes on the air. But in the meantime, we'll we'll try and crank out some Star Trek content for you, whether it's you know first officer stuff it's a book review we have a lot of books we got to review by the way it means we got to read crap or at least listen to it one of the two or three it's fine i can't count um but we're going to do our best to get some stuff um to satiate y'all's listening appetite uh for the time being uh when we come back uh with a vengeance with picard and all the other stuff that follows it so Stay tuned. Make sure you follow us on all the things so that you're aware. Make sure you subscribe to the show so that you know whenever um, something new drops, uh, whether it's on Spotify, it's on Stitcher, it's, you know, Podbean, wherever you listen. Uh, make sure you subscribe so you get that download automatically as well as any notifications that come with it. Remember, when we're on all the things, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at TRTVPod. You can also check us out, TRTVPod.com. If you want to get in contact with us and tell us what you thought about the show, what you thought about this first season, we'd love to hear it. Uh, open up hailing frequencies and entering coordinates to trtvpod at gmail.com. You can also send us a voice-only transmission to 817-752-4757. Remember, there is a three-minute limit before we have to do some weird protostar jump supernova explosion stuff, and that's just not fun for anyone, so please, please be quick about it. Finally, if you want to mail us something, like... Maybe one, two, three, four thousand isolinear chips so we can keep Hologram Janeway around for at least a day or two. Make sure it gets to the Lone Star Station, P.O. Box 2455, Azel, Texas 76098. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, remember to boldly go and make it so.